Welcome, good fighters. We're coming at you today with connection, intention, and purpose with another special guest. This time, Dr. Nash is outnumbered with the Wellness Way crew coming in hot. Dr. Beth Cook out of the Wellness Way Spring, which is near Houston. She's coming in to talk about not only some of the stuff that we've already talked about as far as what the Wellness Way does, but more specifically, a lot of female health when it, in regards to hormones and all that kind of stuff. Dr. Beth, we're super grateful to have you on and to be able to share with some of our listeners about what it is that you do, because you do it highly success- successfully, as you know, the one way always does. So we're uh, very grateful to have you on today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to know if you could walk us through kind of, you know, how you got involved with the wellness way, especially being a female yourself, because there's things that you're going to be able to connect with female patients more, way more than I ever could. Um, so I wondered if you could walk us through that story a little bit and how you became a part of the wellness way and, and what you're working towards now. Sure. Um, I always say that the wellness way fell in my lap <laughs> because it literally did. I was working with, uh, I was buying out a doctor that I was working with. And like a month before the buyout happened, he was like, Hey, I joined this thing called the wellness way. I was like, what, <laughs> like, what are you doing to me? I mean, the wellness way is if, if you're listening and you're a chiropractor, you know, like you have protocols and kind of just your daily routine that you, you follow. And so, um, the wellness way is like a total disruption to that. You know, it is labs and herbs and all this stuff that you don't know anything about, or you knew a little bit about, but not enough to really, um, own it and, you know, give recommendations. And so, um, I was a little frustrated to say the least. I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I had a handful of wellness by patients. I say wellness by patients because I had heavy chiropractic rehab practice insurance. That's mainly what I did. A big um, difference. Yeah. And so <laughs> I had these like little couple wellness way patients. I think one of them, I actually still see, I go back to her chart and it's like 2016. I'm like, dang, she's still with me. Um, but you know, that was separate. It was like, I had my wellness way patients and I had my chiropractic patients, you know, now it's all, mm-hmm. it's all one thing. But, um, so I, you know, the wellness way back then, I'm not like an OG OG, but I'm an OG. As close as you can <laughs> it get. Was, yeah, it was, it was, um, uh, what's the right word I'm trying to think of here. It was amateurish, you know, the training, mm-hmm. the coaching. I would, I would call Dr. Jason and be like, Dr. Jason, this is what my patient has. What do I do? You know, you'd be like, do this. So you knew, so you knew Dr. Pat when he had hair? No, no, I'm not that OG. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not that OG. No, but, uh. Um, anyway, I would call Dr. Jason. They could be like, do that. Like, okay. And then I'd get the lab and what do I do? Do this. Okay. So, um, you know, I did that for a while. And then 2017, I went to my first wellness way conference and that's when I was like, this is amazing. Like, mm. This is, this is what I need in my life. I had chronic infections, I had chronic sinus infections, I had all these issues. So started testing myself, started taking herbs started doing all those things and, um, you know, the rest is history. So no longer I transitioned. I left that. I, I, I closed that practice. 
Uh, middle of COVID, I opened here in spring. Um, started over. I mean, I started from scratch. Wow. So I uh, I had a handful of patients follow me where my practice is now and where it was. It's about thirty minute drive. So I have some some diehards, ride or die patients that followed me over here. But um, yeah, so that's how I started with the Wilms Way. Um, kind of a crazy story, but uh, yeah, yeah. incredibly blessed that it fell in my lap because. Um, it is exactly how I wanted to practice when I went to chiropractic school and, you know, you're in that little bubble and you think chiropractic is going to heal the world. <laughs> and then you get all these people that are like, my neck hurts. I'm like, what? <laughs> I just adjusted you. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So, that's awesome. Yeah. That, that's very similar to my wife's story too. Cause I'd been introduced to it in school, but I didn't really know a lot about it. And then I went to the first conference and I was like, this is what, I'm looking for, especially because not just for patients in the future, but for my wife, especially there were pieces that I knew she needed that I didn't know how to get there. Yeah. And so it just filled a lot of gaps for me in that way. And, and I know Dr. Nash and I go back and forth and we always talk about different testing and different stuff. And I mean, we were just talking about a patient the other day and yep, um, it really is amazing the capacity that you do have as a doctor to be able to say, okay, we're, we're getting them adjusted. We're working on three T's. We're getting everything resolved to get people back to physiologically normal so that they can live their best life. And so that's right. one of the biggest things that I love. And, and you specifically, when you deal with women and some of the hormonal stuff, you know, mm-hmm. as more of an issue of your practice is we need that so desperately in today's healthcare. Yes. Yeah, we do for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I go ahead. Well, I was going to say from my perspective, uh, not being a wellness way, uh, associate, but, you know, the more I get to be around, you know, not just Gates, but other wellness white representatives, and I actually had the opportunity to listen to Dr. Flynn at an informed choice, Iowa conference uh, yeah. back in November. Yeah, and I that. it was, it was great. I mean, Gates and I talk about all the time. I do literally move mountains with his words. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, from my perspective too, I truly believe that the toxin side of the three T's is one of the least understood aspects on ways that we can help people reduce stress on the nervous system. And that's literally, I, you know, like I said, I'm an unbiased uh, person. And when it comes to wellness, why I truly believe that you guys, that the wellness way does it better than anybody. Right. That's the future when it comes to, Mm -hmm. um, you know, ultimately getting people to live life full of expression. And in the wellness way, we talked to a lot about like how we're not functional medicine. And, and I think that is something important that I try to emphasize to people around me is that I get to utilize chiropractic and chiropractic philosophy and three T's and adjust your spine and introduce people that are coming to my office that are like, I don't really, you know, I don't know about the chiropractic thing. And I'm like, it's all right. I'm going to take x-rays. I'm going to show you your spine. We're going to get you adjusted and you will you'll be on board. (laughs) You'll want to get adjusted, you know? Um, but I just think it's cool that, you know, we get to utilize that aspect, not just, you know, we get to do all the T's, you know, Mm. we don't just get to adjust patients and then give them a supplement. That's what I used to do. Um, but I just see the huge difference, but yeah, you're right. The the toxin part of it is, um, less understood and, and how do we address it and how do you test it? And what do you do about it? You know? So Wellness way is awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was wondering if you could touch on that, especially because we were talking a little bit about birth control prior to this. 
and the toxins approach to that, having that conversation with your patients in female healthcare today, because it's such a driving force, you know, a 12 year old has acne, birth control or, mm-hmm. or whatnot. It's just crazy how much stuff is going on. So I wondered if you kind of give our listeners a, a perspective from where you're at as a practitioner trying to help these young girls and these women that are, you know, either they're, even if they're coming off of birth control and kind of getting their cycle back normal, how they're mm-hmm. supposed to thrive. Yeah, I could talk for hours about birth control. <laughs> um, I mean, Perfect. I I personally, <laughs> I personally, I was put on birth control when I was like 14 yeah. for acne. And I would say majority of, I have a patient right now. She's, I have two patients that I'm thinking of, but young, like younger than 20, uh, had acne, uh, have been, been on birth control for, you know, a couple of years. And now they're depressed. They can't get out of bed. They are gaining weight. They have all these immune system issues. Like this one patient of mine gets sick like every two months. Um, And, you know, I, and I've had to have hard conversations with her and her mom. Like, I I know that the acne is something that is, uh, feels important to you. And I get it. I was there, but this birth control is, is ruining your body. I mean, Mm -hmm. it is, it is ruining your health and ruining your body. And, um, forget the acne, you know, can't get out of bed. Then what's, what's the point, you know? So, right, yeah. um, so it's, 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 sometimes it's hard conversations because women that come to see me that are taking birth control, you know, I would say the majority of women don't take birth control to prevent pregnancy. They're taking it to for symptoms, you know, they have yeah. hard periods or they have acne or they or have really heavy bleeding or don't have a period. Um, and so I have to have hard conversations with them about, I I get it, been there, done that. I understand why you're taking it. I understand this is the only solution that's been given to you, but there are so many things that we can do to help restore your health and your hormones so that you don't have to be on birth control anymore. Um, so I, I do, I see a lot of people that come in to see me, they may not be open to it at first, but usually by the time we get testing back and we start making changes to their health. They're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to get this crap out of my body. Um, You know, a lot of women don't want to take it, but they don't know what else to do. They're like, this is what my doctor told me. I've seen women that are on like three different birth controls at one time to control what's happening um, to them. And it is very detrimental to your health. It is not just this like no big deal. I think that's what we're, as a, as a woman, that was my perception of birth control before I knew what I know now is that it was like, Oh, no big deal. It's just birth control. It's not going to hurt yeah. me, you know? Yeah. Super and that cycle, that cycle that you talked about too, you know, it, you get on birth control, then you become depressed, then you get an SSRI. And then yes. and that's just that, like when you're twenties, yes. think and about have, after many patients like that right now, that they are on anti-anxiety or antidepressant medication because they don't know what else to do. They're either not, they're not putting the puzzle pieces together either. They're not even thinking that birth control has, is having any impact on them in that way, you know? Um, So sometimes it's, I have to kind of put those puzzle pieces together for them and and show them that, Hmm, all this started (laughs) kind of when (laughs) I started taking birth control. Hmm, Interesting. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's something that I just, it blows my mind, but at the same time, it's, 
like you said, they don't have any other options. They're not given any other choices or told anything about how good their body can actually feel when they're producing a normal cycle and they're not having anything interfering it. And I think that's what I love most about it. When people come in and even if it's like their first consult or something like that, and we've gone through food allergies, adjustments, all that kind of stuff. And then they're just like, I feel great. <laughs> you know, and it's like yeah. the beginning portion of their care. And like you said, they just, they hop on board and they're like, if this is how I feel at the beginning, I can't imagine to when I feel like five years from now, when I keep mm-hmm. working on this stuff. Yeah. So that's exactly. awesome. In regards to that too, because we talk a lot about women going through menopause and, and how much women just like dread menopause and hot flashes, all that kind of stuff. Can you kind of touch on it and maybe connect the dots from that moment to when young girls are being put on birth control and living their entire life to the moment of when menopause comes and how that hormone cycle, their whole life hasn't been set up for success. And then they hit that. Can you kind of go through that kind of process and then how you treat women that are going through that? Sure. So um, I would say there's women in two boats. One is they've had a hysterectomy Mm -hmm. and they've had it maybe at an appropriate age. I mean, I don't know if that's even is a hysterectomy ever really appropriate. I'm not sure, but I'm sure there are very small circumstances. It is, it is, but, um, they had a hysterectomy young and then, you know, now they're experiencing all of these issues. They're 55 and hot flashes and night sweats and they're gaining weight and can't sleep and all these things. Um, or, you know, they've, they've, they've had horrible periods their whole life. And then finally they go through menopause. Um, so, you know, I always explain to them, especially if you've had a hysterectomy, my first question is always, why did you have a hysterectomy? Oh, I had horrible, horrible periods. I was bleeding all the time. I was bleeding for weeks at a time, or I had a huge fibroid or I had cyst or whatever it is. And I say, okay, so that means you had inflammation. You have inflammation inside of your body that is creating all of these things, you know, were, were you seeing a chiropractor? No. Were you, you know, changing your diet? No. Were you, you know, taking any supplements or managing stress or anything like that? Um, no. Okay. So then you have a lot of inflammation that has been not, that has been not dealt with or not addressed or not found. Um, and so now you're here, you know, nothing has changed except for the fact that somebody's removed an organ from your body but the the organ was not the problem, right? The inflammation was the problem. So it is as simple as addressing those inflammatory factors and helping them to find where that inflammation is coming from. Um, It's always eye-opening to women when like they've had an ablation. Are you familiar with an ablation? Mm -hmm. So they go in and they like like burn the the lining of your uterus. Essentially, instead of doing a hysterectomy, they do an ablation to For stop sure. the symptoms. So it's always interesting to me to show a woman who's either had an ablation or hysterectomy, uh, show them their Dutch test, which is a urine hormone test that we do. And I'm like, look at these massive amount of estrogens you have, you know, you, you don't have a period anymore. You don't have a uterus anymore, but you still have this huge production mm-hmm. of hormones, you know, no wonder you're having so many issues thank goodness you came to see me so we can address these issues now. And you're not, you know, looking in the future and, and having breast cancer or ovarian cancer or something like that. Um, so it is as simple as addressing those inflammatory factors and kind of figuring out why 
they were having issues in the first place. Um, you know, women that get to menopause, I think they assume that it's just going to be good now because I don't have a period and they get to menopause and it's the complete opposite. And it's just because Mm. those inflammatory factors have never been dealt with. They've never been addressed. They've never been looked at. Their doctors have always told them this is just normal part of life. You're fine. You know, Mm. um, here's some hormones (laughs) And, (laughs) and then they're stuck, uh, feeling miserable, you know, feeling miserable. I think menopause is the time of life where that's like the best time in a woman's life. You're not cycling anymore. Your hormones are consistent. Kids are gone. It's just you and your spouse, you know, like you have some freedom again. You shouldn't be living that life miserable. You know, mm-hmm. it's, that's not Absolutely. a way to live. Absolutely. One thing that right. I always try to tell patients is just to like, if you've had a hysterectomy, your your brain doesn't know that it still believes that that organ is there and it throws just everything out of whack yeah your body goes into shock basically yeah yeah and it's crazy to me that the doctors you know will just perform this and then just go on your merry way there's no instruction for mm-hmm. life afterwards mm-hmm. and for what's to come next so you know that's where you just we have such a unique capacity to be able to help people and Mm-hmm. Even if they were kind of, they've had that history. Mm-hmm. And even if so, you have been on birth control for a long time or you've had a hysterectomy, there are still things that we can do yeah. that are going to help your body function better. So Absolutely. Not miserable. Absolutely. Control what you can because the rest is already done. Dr. Nash, I, did you have any questions based on? I, I kind of did. And it's a little bit more general than, uh, anything specifically as far as, you know, based off of hormones or even uh, hysterectomies or endometriosis or anything like that. But I kind of was curious uh, as a male, sometimes when you have certain female or people coming in and they're explaining certain things of what they have going on as a male, sometimes it's hard to approach them with uh, solutions or answers because as men, we typically, we want to fix things. And I don't know if there's a certain way that as a woman, how you perceive that differently with what you're able to provide them with answers wise, because ultimately I'm really trying to give them different answers or different perspectives, but I just didn't know if there's a certain ways of communicating that, that you, that you utilize Dr. Beth. Um, I mean, for, for me personally, I guess it's just empathy, you know, okay. yeah. just being empathetic with them. And as a man, you can do the same exact thing because if you have a mom or a sister or an aunt or a spouse, you know, a wife, then you have that relationship with women that can give you the empathy that you need to see these women and realize, you know, just the stress and duress that they're under. Um, and, and if you come from it, from that standpoint, um, you know, that will help them a ton too, because then they can sort of see the light at the end of the tunnel. There's finally Mm -hmm. somebody that's listening to me. There's finally somebody that's going to be able to help me. Um, I think most women that come to see me are super frustrated, super frustrated because they have these expectations that they're going to go to their OBGYN and that's going to be their answer, right? She's going to be able to help me. He's going to be able to help me. He's going to be able to give me the solutions I need. And that's just not the case that is complete opposite of, of what happens. And so if you can show them empathy and 
understanding and say, I get it. It sounds awful. Let's figure out, yeah. you know, what, what we can do to help you better. Absolutely. That's one of the most frustrating thing. parts as a guy is when these females come into my office and their husbands don't support them. And it's yeah. the biggest frustration when you have these ladies that are across your your table and you can see the pain and the hurt in their eyes and they're trying to, you know, keep their head above water, you know, and the, the a lot of the source, you know, as, as Doc always says, right, like the men are stressing the women out all the time, mm-hmm. right? And it's so true. And it just makes me so angry sometimes. So this is for all you listeners. If you're listening to your guy, right. your spouse or girlfriend, support your lady because I'm tired of seeing these ladies come across my table without men supporting their healthcare decisions. So yeah, I see. Um, I have a lot of women that bring their husbands with them. Where yeah, I, yeah. I say, you know, bring your husband with you because, you know, maybe hearing it from me, it'll be different. I had a patient uh, last week and I'm going through her labs. She's on birth control. She doesn't want to have another baby. She you know, husband doesn't want to have a vasectomy. She doesn't know what to do. I'm actually going to start, I started reading this book because <laughs> I'm going to start <laughs> teaching fertility tracking in my office, I think, but because these women nice. need an option, you know? They, yeah. And I, I said, look, go home and show him your labs. Say, look at this. He doesn't even have to understand what the lab says. All he's going to do is see all the red on the lab right? Yeah. and say, Dr. Beth said, <laughs> that most of this is because of the birth control that I'm on. Mm. So I can't stay on it. You know, we have to figure something out. Um, so yeah, bring your husband with you or um, bring them to a talk or show them a reel or, you know, something yeah. so that they can sort of understand. But I actually had a, a new patient yesterday. And she made a comment about how she has, uh, she had a hysterectomy at 40 because her mom had ovarian cancer. That's the only reason she had instruct me. Uh, and I know. And so now she's so since then she has had all these issues. Now she's 50. And she said, um, she said to me, um, she was like, thank goodness my husband has finally given me some grace. He's finally realized that I'm not staying in bed because I'm lazy. It's because mm. I physically like cannot get out of bed at that time and my body just had, like, I, I get to my deep sleep when I fall back asleep at four 30 in the morning, you know? Right. Um, and I just thought, oh, you know, my heart just broke for her that for all these years, her husband has been like, I rolling her like, just get out of bed. You know, yeah. I get it. He doesn't understand, but, um, that is huge. Dr. Gates, that's huge. That yeah. you have your, your spouse's support for sure. So you mentioned your reels and I want to touch on that because Dr. Beth has like the most creative reels of anybody in the world. way. So I got to be honest. I love them. So if I you're try. not following Dr. Beth on Instagram, you got to go. Yeah. Go follow um, me. Yeah. We'll shout your stuff out at the end, but I do want to make note of that because the reels are, are really good, especially when you are able to bring information about health and do it over a reel that's in mm-hmm. like a captivating way. It's not easy to do because yeah. I know a lot of people, including myself would probably just be like, super boring and dry Try to like <laughs> show health and it's not the not the funnest thing <laughs> yeah they're fun I mean it's just a really uh, quick fun way to show people what I do and what I love yeah. and I did a reel about hysterectomies the other day and so many people messaged me and they're like oh my god I was gonna have one or 
This one yeah. lady was like, I don't know if I should cry or laugh because I finally understand why I feel the way I feel because I had a hysterectomy and all those things that mm. you mentioned, you know? Um, so yeah, I think it, it's just a good way. It's like an attention grabbing way to, yeah. for people to kind of be like, Oh, huh. I didn't know that. Um, and they're fun. They're fun for me to make. So yeah. Can you walk through that process real quick? Cause we do have a lot of students that listen to this Yeah, and I'm sure that they, they, they probably know how to make reels, but especially when it comes to healthcare stuff, how do you make mm-hmm. reels fun, engaging, and being able to provide that information at the same time? Oh man, um, you're probably I, like, I'm just so good at it. Okay. No, no. God given. No, God given. Not, not at all. Um, I think what I do is I, I always try to find like a trending audio, and when I listen to the audio, I'm I'm always thinking about. I specifically think about either inflammation or hormones. Like, how can I use this to uh, illustrate something funny and relatable about hormones or inflammation. Um, I, I, I should do more reels that are like informative because I watch a lot of people that do reels that are more informative. Um, I just have fun doing them. So I'm always doing like trying to be silly (laughs) when I do them, but, (laughs) but that's mainly what I do is I try to find a training audio. I listen to the audio and I'm like, Ooh, I could do this, you know? And I, I think of a caption, um, I film like five in a day, you know, and then I just, yeah, I mean, it's, it's quick They're 15 seconds. So, or sure. You got some creative capacity that I don't have. (laughs) Yeah. And you're a one (laughs) kind of girl. I love it. Yeah. I just like on a Friday afternoon, that's usually when I do it is after I'm done seeing patients, I just go find some audio, record them. They're ready to go. Then I just have to go back and edit them. And, um, that's perfect. Yeah. I'm going to start copying that, that formula. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. More people that know about the lens weight, the better. Absolutely. Um, I, Nash, did you have something you were going to say? Uh, no. Um, nope. You're good. Okay. I was going to ask about, cause we talked about connection, intention, and purpose being our pillars here. And, and like I said before, in the wellness way, we talk about connection as like, you know, top, top thing. Right. Um, can you kind of go over how you connect with patients the most, you know, and then also intention and purpose and how you deal with patients, but then also your, your life. Like, what does that look like for you? How would you define those in, in Dr. Beth's life? Sure. Um, I think being consistent is key. Um, and so I try to be as consistent as an intentional as I can. Um, I am not a disciplined person. <laughs> And so sometimes that's hard for me, um, to be consistent and intentional, but I also have kids, I have four kids. And so a lot of my attention is being present with them. And when I'm home that, you know, I want to be mom, um, you know, life is overwhelming. Sometimes I feel like I'm the mean mom. Um, so I, uh, just try to be as present as I can with my kids because I have four, I have a nine-year-old, seven-year-old, four-year-old and a two-year-old. He's almost three. So, yeah. So it's busy. It's loud. It's uh, crazy. We just got a puppy. (laughs) So um, So basically five. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't care what people say. Puppies are not as hard as babies. (laughs) They're hard, but (laughs) nothing like a baby but um I I just try to be as um present with them as possible 
I just got this book called the I, uh, I love you rituals and mm. it's about like little songs and little like movements and, and things you can do with your kids. Like when you're saying goodbye or when you're putting them to bed and um, so starting to implement those kinds of things so that yeah. I can make sure that I am a present mom because as a busy mom, I have to remind myself a lot to be present with them. Um, so that's a daily thing that I have to do. I have to remind myself to be present today. So I try to wake up before them if I can and have a little bit of time to myself um, so that I can be better presence for them. Um, yeah, I don't know if that answered the question, but. I, I think so. I think that was okay. a really good answer. Oh, that was I'm trying great. to catch up and have four myself. We just have our one right now. I told Dr. <laughs> Nash, I'm always. <laughs> and I, I, I got a puppy or I had a puppy. Oh, you had a puppy. Well, he's a yeah, no. nothing like a baby. I don't care. Dennis what is wild. Dennis are you is sure? Wild, though. Yes, you have a I'm German sure. Shepherd. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm asking you. Are you sure you've got four kids? Like, I, like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I kind of had another question too. So, being as knowledgeable as you are about so many different things on health, wellness, and overall. Uh, reducing as much inflammation and stress on the, on the human body as possible. What's that look like as a mom of four? Um, you know, are you, are you applying a lot of, I mean, are you getting your kids, uh, dust tested or, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just genuinely curious what that looks like for you. Yeah. So doing as much testing as possible. I haven't tested all of my kids, um, because it's, that would be too overwhelming for me, <laughs> but sure. you know, getting me like, I do testing with myself, do it with my husband. My husband doesn't listen to me, but I test him. <laughs> I say, you should be doing this. Um, actually, if I like laid everything out for him, he would probably do it more consistently. I just, you know, but anyway. It's hard um, as a spouse though, because you're like, it's not a patient per se. I know. It's different. Yeah. I know. I know. That's how my I, life is too. Yeah. But getting them adjusted. I mean, I get out my table at home and they just run and jump on it. And, um, Awesome. taking herbs they they know you know i i don't do herbs with them on a daily daily basis but um but they know like oh the yucky stuff i'm like yep the yucky stuff <laughs> get ready uh so you know just using those tools because when you learn about how amazing and beneficial these things are for you you can't help but want to do them and implement them into your own life so i think also like I have to practice what I preach. You know, I can't um, not do this for my family. So yeah. uh, my, my kids are funny. They're always like, mom, is this healthy? You know, like <laughs> a, a, a food or something. And um, I kind of have to explain to them, well, not really, but we don't do this all the time. So it's okay, right. you know, <laughs> for sure. uh, but yeah. That's awesome. Cool. <laughs> It's fun to get to like lay this foundation for them, you know, at yeah. such a young oh my age. Gosh. Yeah, absolutely. It's things that like when you think about your life now, you're like, I wish I could have started off where you're at now. And I just yeah. think about that all the time and I try as much as I can. I mean, my kid's almost 10 months, so it's not like Aww. he's significantly old, but it's those things where I'm like, okay, how much success can I set him up for now? And part of that too is taking care of my wife and making sure that she's yeah. still yeah. breastfeeding, all that kind of stuff exclusively and mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So it's huge, yeah. I and, think. And, and 
I think teaching them, then they, my nine-year-old, my seven-year-old, you know, they get to start making their own decisions. And so if you sort of give them this information, then they're automatically going to make those better decisions. You know, not always, not always, but um, I have more confidence that they are going to make better decisions. You know, you know, Mm -hmm. we don't like, we don't have soda in the house and um, my kids, my son will be like, oh man, you know, so-and-so always has it. I'm like, sorry, you know? And so, you know, because of that, we, he'll, he'll, he'll tend to pick better options, you know, rather than, you know, we drink water at house that are at our house. We don't drink juice and soda and all these things. And so friends come over and they're like, you don't have any juice. Nope. You have some water. Would you like some water? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you know, that's just part of their daily routine and so they don't they don't know any difference they can make better decisions when it comes to those kinds of things so that's pretty cool to be able to do yeah that was dr nash's nickname the water kid that was my (laughs) nickname growing up natural instinct (laughs) i hated soda uh yeah that's good though man yeah he set up for success too i guess so i was a soda addict i mean I was a soda drinker because it was at our, it was at the house and my dad drank it all the time. And so did I. So it's what you do. The habit. Well, you know, it's programmed into a lot of like, you know, society, like cultural things that it's on, you know, people are watching a lot of TV. It's on like every show. I was watching, uh, you know, occasionally I will watch some TV. Right. And, uh, I was watching an older show. Most listeners on here probably too young to know it is called the Sopranos. (laughs) <laughs> and in it every single meal they literally are drinking like coca-cola oh my I'm gosh just, i'm just like thinking like that's literally disgusting to me like you're literally <laughs> yeah. doing everything you're eating by having that with it and I don't know. yeah um, and just thinking now about like the taste like yeah it's ugh. pure sugar yeah, yeah. Oh. so I, I i just always uh i always appreciate everything that i see coming from you guys about uh being proactive especially with, with herbs and whatnot um what's your reception been like from uh, do you have any uh referral networks through not just other chiropractors but other people in the medical community maybe other obgyns uh do you have a good relationship with them around you um i used to my old practice man i had a lot of mds and uh dos and obgyns that would refer to me um, I have done a poor job of reestablishing that network here in my new area, um, mostly because in Texas, the medical community is not a fan of chiropractic. And so uh, we have to do a really, I have to go above and beyond sort of market myself to them. And so, um, but besides that, like, you know, yes, I have definitely referral networks of um like pelvic floor therapists that Mm. refer to me and, um, other physical therapists and, um, you know, just other network, other girls and female business owners that, uh, refer patients to me. So, but yes, building this community is a huge important part of practice and spreading the wellness way message and, and helping people to understand how to take care of their bodies. So that is something that I definitely need to do is I need to reach out to more MDs around me. I actually had it on my uh, to-do list for this month is to find a more holistic like nurse practitioner or yeah. 
somebody to, to work with, because I often need somebody to send my patients to, to modify medications or, you know, stuff that I can't do. So, yeah, yeah, yeah but that's, that is important. And in Texas, it's a little tricky. Mm. Um, the medical board in Texas decided to come after me. I don't, you know, I'm just huh? one of the lucky ones. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. 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 That was a confusing day. It was like, what is this? Why is, why is the medical board sending me a letter? I'm not a medical doctor, you know? Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. But the, the scope in Texas is just uh, much more narrow. And so yeah. we just, I just have to be a little bit more careful. For sure. Um, so what, yeah, what's it like being like the black sheep like that then too? Because there's a lot of, you know, at least people are pretty receptive here in Michigan. But overall, just in what we do, we become a black sheep. And I mean, like especially today with in terms of COVID. But yeah, what oh, is, has that been like in your life right now and where you live and everything? Um, I mean, it's been hard. I think it's been hard for everybody, right? I don't know who it hasn't been hard for. I don't know who's like COVID. Yay. This is awesome. Um, <laughs> Introverts. but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah yes, <probably>. yes. <laughs> um, I, I don't know from day one, I'm sure y'all felt the same way, but from day one, I was like, something is, this is something else is going on here. Like this is very Bullshit strange. Alert. Yeah. Like this is what's happening. And uh, I never wore a mask in my office. I never shut down my office. I continued to see patients. I wanted to be a resource for them. I wanted to be a comfort to them. I wanted to be like, you can come here and get adjusted still. It's okay. You don't have to be scared. I kind of yeah. wanted to be that piece for them, you know? Mm. Um, I, you know, people would call, what's your COVID protocol? I'm like, wash your hands. <laughs> I don't have any, um, you know, I just sort of like kept going, you know, I did not, yeah. I did not change my life, my routine, my practice. I didn't change anything because of it. Cause I just right. refused to let it like, right. I'm not going to let this change and alter my environment. Um, you have people to treat people to see. Yeah. Like mm. there are, there are more important things in life. And when you, when you narrow like put your blinders on and only focus on that one thing. Like you are neglecting so many things, other things that are important in your life and in your world. And, you know, so I sort of just buried my head, put my head down and looked straight ahead and I did not mm -hmm. change anything. Um, so, you know, that's been hard. Luckily the wellness way allows me to, you know, do virtual consults and, and things like that. So I was able to still see patients that way. Um, right. But yeah, it's been hard. It's always hard to be a chiropractor and, and sort of be going against the grain and, you know, kind of standing on this platform of wellness and, um, and, and not that medicine is bad, but there's a time and a place for it. Right. And right. I would say it's a very small percentage of the time that really should be, you be reaching for it. So it's hard to be in a profession where, you're telling people to get off all their medications. Yeah. Um, not that we can tell them to do that. At least I can't, but um, yeah, it is definitely a challenge, but it's a challenge. I love, I love uh, people coming to me and changing their mind and opening their mind. Right. Yeah. Like when I had a patient yesterday, she was like, I have, my doctor says I have amazing cholesterol. It's always amazing. And it's like, you know, one thirty something. Out. Yeah. It's tanked. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, all right. Um, 
let me give you my perspective. You know, right. I'm just going to, I'm just going to tell you what, how I look at your cholesterol. Cause I see cholesterol as healing as sign mm. that your body is in repair, you know, that if it's low, that means that you're probably having trouble doing those things. Maybe that's why you're feeling so fatigued, right. and blah, blah, blah. Just, oh, oh, okay. I never thought about it that way. You know? So I think it's, um, I love getting to sort of shake people up and, and changing right. their mind and opening their mind. So even though it's hard, I remember at the very beginning of COVID, I posted something about the harmful effects of masks and like the mob mm. came after me. <laughs> this girl from college, <laughs> she's like a radiologist or something. And she was like blowing me up on my feed and called, oh said, called me, said that I just look at Dr. Google and I'm like, Mm. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know that that's hard. You know, putting yourself out there and, and standing yeah. up and saying like, "This is silly. Like, why are we doing this?" Now I just have empathy for people when I see them wearing a mask. I'm like, "Oh, you poor thing. You're scared to death and right. yeah. afraid to break the rules." So, well, lots yeah. of times those people are people pleasers that they just want to. Yeah, they want to avoid conflict. Exactly. Right. Um, mm-hmm. This I has a, definitely built my conflict builder for sure this entire time because I'm not like a conflicting person by nature. Mm-hmm. But I kind of brought it like you have to be. Yeah, me friend. either. I got kicked out of many stores. Yeah, and absolutely. I, I am not a person of conflict either, but I was like, yeah. I am not going to bow down to this mm-hmm. madness. So, yeah. yeah. And kids, kids, I think do that too. I'm sure with you and your four, but even the moment that I had my son, I was like, I'm, there absolutely no way. Mm-mm. Even if a gun was to my head, that it's not an option. It, yeah. It's just a pathetic way of thinking how the human body is. So, I mean, we're not weak. You know, we have right. such a a will to live inside of us, inside of each and every one of us. That um, Billy DeMoss, we mentioned it on an episode before, where he calls it uh, coined it allopathetic thinking, and just that perspective <laughs> that it's you know that yeah. we are. You know, uh, I love just, that. Uh, you know what you're saying before. I really resonated with that, like being that peace for somebody that you're strong against. You know, yeah. cultural what everybody's getting day in and day out on their news feeds, on their social media feeds. That we provide that that peace and mm-hmm. a different perspective, not just on you know taking medication, but literally, you don't you're not born with the deficiency of not having enough. You know what's uh even anti-anxiety meds or self-regulatory things that you know there's certain things that we might be missing in like your actual lifestyle and diet but you know ultimately you don't need these consistently chronically all the time right right Right. i had a question more for and i don't want to run you too long dr beth but i did have a question as far as uh do you ever get a lot of, do you get many men that come by to get you know panels tested or anything like that and what do those really look like when you're when you're seeing males in your practice yeah i do i do get men in my practice um not nearly as often and i guess i have my theories on that but um but i actually love when guys come in because it's usually so simple for men yeah. like, i don't know if you so find that easier. dr gates but when they come in, I'm like, I can drop almost, 40 pounds in like a month. And yeah, I can almost <laughs> predict like what their lab is going to look like. And I lay it out for them and, you know, whether they're willing to follow those 
instructions or not, but every now and then I get a, a, a guy that's not necessarily improving like I thought he would, but, um, yeah, guys are usually so easy. I love when guys come in because I'm like, this is going to be <laughs> slam dunk. Like you're going to feel so good. Uh, you're going to look awesome. You're going to feel great. Testosterone's going to go up, you know, you're going to be doing awesome. So, um, yes, they do come in. We can still do testing on them. Um, usually it's at the, you know, their wife calls and schedules the appointment for them. Um, but every, the other day, actually, I had a new patient because the husband called and said, I want to schedule for my wife. That was a first, mm. um, I think she was dragging her feet and he was like, you need to stop dragging you your feet. You need to yeah. do this. Yeah. So, uh, but guys are awesome when they come in. Usually it's super easy. My favorite is on Simple. the new patient paperwork and they say, my wife told me to come in. Yeah. <laughs> just, Why are you here? My wife told me to come. In. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, all right, Dr. Beth, we don't want to keep you too long because we know you got the, uh, some other priorities that you go to. So we really appreciate you having, or us having you. No, I botched that. I'm sorry. We appreciate <laughs> you being here. A yeah, lot. thanks Cut for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing some of your wisdom, your insight, and all things health and wellness, and um, just everything that you do down there for the people of Texas, obviously, as well. Where can people find you at on social media and everything? Uh, on Instagram, um, at Dr. Beth Cook. Yeah, I am on Facebook, uh, the Wellness We Spring. Um, not as active on Facebook, so if you want to catch me, catch me on Instagram. Catch uh, on the reels. Yep, yep. I gotta <laughs> make <sure>. some. <laughs> yeah. Made any? <laughs> Perfect. Well, all right, Dr. Beth. Thank you so much, Dr. Nash. Do you have any closing thoughts or anything for us? No, no. Just keep on being an inspiration, not just for us, but for upcoming docs and upcoming uh, female docs to really go out there and keep on changing the world one person at a time. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks guys. Yep. Thank you, Dr. Beth. (laughs) 